Looking at the startup scene today, we see that female founders are still very much underrepresented. In fact, Entrepreneur Magazine found out that 98% of capital funding still goes to male founders. Even though, according to recent studies, female entrepreneurs often outperform their male counterparts in terms of job creation, generated revenue, and leadership. Giving us some answers why that is and what we can do about it is my guest in today's episode, Val Racheva. As the founder and CEO of the Female Founder Space, an online academy and community for female entrepreneurs, and the author of the Female Founders book, Val is bringing awareness to female entrepreneurship and offering a platform to learn and grow. If you want to find out more, visit femalefounderspace.com. And now, enjoy this episode of the Business Minds podcast. If you want to know more of my background, I can, of course, tell you about that. What I can tell is that actually I never ever thought of entrepreneurship before I turned 26 or 27. Okay. And no one in my environment, no one from my family, no my friends and um, no the people I was in touch ever did something with entrepreneurship. <laughs> and by the way, my parents, it took them many years to understand what I'm doing there and what it's about and why actually I'm doing there. Right. right. And all, all was for them something very unknown and something strange to, to grasp, you know. I can imagine. I, I have the same experience. My parents don't really know. Maybe now they kind of know what I'm doing, but it took them a while to understand as well. It's just not their world, I think. Right. Yeah. Parents kind of, they, yeah. our parents grew up having a job for maybe 30, yeah. 40 years. Yeah. And it's something you can actually grab and understand, right? So my dad, for example, is a train conductor, right? Everybody knows what that is. It's really simple right. to explain. <laughs> so now here I am with online marketing. What is this even, right? Yeah, and done even freelancer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> what, yeah, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think I think I'm kind of typical generation Y person, the yeah. person who was looking for why, and I was able to find my whys through entrepreneurship. So that was kind of through that journey you kind of explored that, or because you you didn't start out being an entrepreneur, right? You had normal jobs before that or how did that come about even yeah so let me give you an overview i was born in east ukraine by the way yeah but my native language is russian when i was 10 my family moved to russia and then my teenage years i spent in russia and for about 15 years i went to study here in Germany and I did political science and international relations. And I always kind of had a passion to change something, to make like a real change. And I understood that you can do this change, like you can do a bigger change when you create something rather than work with someone. And creating is actually entrepreneurship. So after graduating, I was working uh, several years actually in a public agency, which was in charge of business facilitation and economic promotion. So in German, it's called Wirtschaftsförderung. So I think the English translation is economic promotion. 
So basically, in every region, every city, in every country, there is a public body, right, sponsored by the public money and government that supports uh, local small businesses and also helps multinational companies to get to the region and uh, open their subsidiaries. And that was actually my first experience with getting touch with business, and I never knew anything about that before. It was just by chance that I was looking for some trainership, and one of my friends who was that time knew this agency, someone that agency, she said, hey, they might be looking for something like that, for someone to work on the project. So I just applied and I start working there and um, I learned a lot. Yeah, so I never did anything before, anything connected with business before, but I was mainly doing things and related to politics, to international relations. So it was the topics that were more in my mind. But through working there, right, I got to know a lot of people. So I grew my network. And I also, it was in Switzerland. So there are lots of international organizations, right? Mm-hmm. So that was actually my dream job to get to work in an international organization because I thought this is prestigious. You know, I can also <laughs> make it, can make an impact and so on. But through getting to know people from there and from talking to them and through going to different events and observing all that, it all looked very old style, very old economy, you know. But I had kind of inner drive to work more freely, to be able to make mistakes, to learn, to do failures, to grow fast, you know, not being in this very strict frames. This is how you're told to do the things. And then you have to do that and you're not allowed to experiment or think outside the box or think further. And of course, startups offer a very good environment for people who strive to be more free in their work, right? And this is, I think, the Generation Y approach. Yeah, this is Generation Y thinking. Yeah. So they were like more old school, just kind of didn't give you the freedom to really explore new ideas, innovate, kind of that thing. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Just less innovative, uh, was all very framed, mm-hmm. right? And, and took ages to make decisions. Okay. <laughs> the typical thing that you hear a lot when working for these kind of yeah. institutions. Yeah. But then you said you learned a lot of business knowledge through experience then. So it wasn't really theoretical, it was more practical. No, yeah, I was kind of um, thrown into hot water and uh, I had to take on the calls from people who wanted to create and open their own businesses. And I had to learn very quickly how to consult them and give them guidance, yeah. where to do and where to start and what to look for. How did you do that then when you don't have that business background, like from a political background? Did that help you in any way or? That's interesting question. Never thought in that connection. Because you wouldn't think it's connected, right? From a first. Yeah. By looking at it. But because I've heard a lot like people, for example, study biology even. Right. Or chemistry. Yeah. Or they become entrepreneurs. Something else. Right. right. And then they, they, they land in a business role, become entrepreneurs right yeah. or or do something else work for like especially i've heard you know like these consulting companies look for these kinds of people because they have a different way of thinking right or they come from a different perspective right it's not really they're not in these business 
like you said, also frames maybe. Yeah. They kind of can think outside the box. Maybe was that maybe the case with you as well? Yeah, Or I think I, I did study political science and international relations. I had a little bit of economics and the international law. But right. I think in the core, I was always a creative person. Mm -hmm. Like, and I sometimes when I work, the creation part is so important for me. And I even sometimes have to stop myself to say, hey, enough of creating now's the time to sell <laughs> <laughs> yeah right that's the other part right yeah so you're more of a creator and not a salesperson i or, have to or now you have to be um, both, i right? have to work on this yeah, yeah I'm, i'm improving but of course this is the side i have to work on with myself to improve my uh, sales skills but also to change my money mindset mm -hmm. you know i have to go through some belief systems and break them through but yeah i think when you opened up and uh, when you have a vision when you have a strong passion to achieve that i think you can learn it right right it's true so but when did you have the decision or yeah okay. when did it happen like we said okay i see what you mean you yeah. know there, yeah. there was a day in your life where you said okay <laughs> now the now is the time changed. <laughs> <laughs> you woke up one day uh what happened there yeah there was some time in my life when i was waking up and i was waking up with that thought why and i'm like why i'm here <laughs> like literally like really like why i'm here on this planet what is going on here like i really asked myself super big questions okay very deep wise and um first i was like oh i don't know that's weird thoughts let let's you know put them away and not focus on that but then suddenly i started say, saying oh maybe i need to to listen <laughs> to that <laughs> and try to explore that right. what does it mean because i well i had a very good job and it was very well paid for the graduate very well paid but it was um of course at the beginning it was very fun because i i could learn a lot of skills i can improve myself i could develop myself but i hit some point where for my age I was far away, you know, for the professional world. And I couldn't really learn some new things. Are you kind of almost like hit a ceiling in a yeah. way where you're like, okay, I can't grow anymore in the position I'm at right now? Yeah, and especially with the age I had. Right. And it was very funny. <laughs> Once there was a situation when I was still working in a job and we had some new positions open and there for some, some senior positions opened and there were people applying there and our boss had an interview with those people. And then one day this our boss comes out of her office after an interview with a candidate and she says, wow, this is such a good person. This is such a good person, super skilled. Like, I would hire that person today, but he's just 34. You know, he cannot be with 34 in the senior position. And my, my jaw dropped. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was too young? Yeah, he was too young to be in the senior position. And like, my jaw literally dropped. And I'm like, wow. But, you know, I'm... I don't know, five, six years younger mm -hmm. than this person. And I know quite a lot of things. And I was writing uh, reports for the board of directors for our CEO. Right. <laughs> right. And wow. I'm like, wow, how much time do I need to work? <laughs> and, you know, be in this kind of position when you cannot develop yourself for a long time. So it's kind of like if you don't hit a certain age, you're not allowed to be in a certain level. 
senior is in an age sense. They yeah, there was kind seriously. of an age sense. Yeah, you know, there were people really, of course, now we're in the startup world, you know, everyone is super young, have uh, right. super courageous and, you know, open-minded. But, you know, it was like, like a super old economy company. I think there's still, of course, what has changed. And since I became an entrepreneur, many things has changed. And of course, many companies started realizing how important it is to innovate, you know, and also think as entrepreneurs. So many things um, yeah. change in this field, but still there are some companies who think quite a lot in old style and they're kind of trapped in an yeah. old economy mindset. So they're basically holding talented people back based on certain criteria that they came up with in the 60s and 70s right kind of that thing like. yeah i think they kind of projected their own experience or even yeah. yeah on on the current world but the world was much more far away yeah so that's when you kind of realized okay i need to step away from this and do my own thing yeah yeah so i thought well you know <laughs> i'm still young right I'm a young professional and um, I don't have kids. I don't have mortgages. I'm I'm a free person. Yeah. When, if not now, then when? Yeah. You know, there's never a perfect moment to become entrepreneur. And I thought I have no energy. I'm free. I can travel whatever I can. You know, probably I shall start now and see how, where I will land. I don't know, in a certain time. To the people that maybe now are asking what you started, maybe you can tell them what kind of business you started and why because i could imagine that you obviously had a certain motivation to start exactly that maybe based on your own experience beforehand right yeah so maybe i can tell you what i'm doing now right and then i can kind of go back and Sounds explain <laughs> right okay well today i'm the founder and ceo of female entrepreneurs academy and community which is called Female Founder Space. It's a social business based in Berlin, but we are international community. We have customers all over the world, basically, right? Because it's all digital, all of the activities digital, and you can access us from any part of the world. We have people from US, from, from Europe as our members, but also people from Iran. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned uh, women. I have just before yeah. that that uh, she didn't, she wasn't able to access yeah. the course because they were banning certain sites in Europe or the yeah, US. But, uh, US in this case, right? Yeah, it, you know, there is a very tricky situation around with the sanctions right. and many things are not available, not accessible online from that region. Yeah. But she still made it possible to access yeah. your content. So oh, there has wow. to be a reason for people love your content yeah, i was i was so surprised you know that you know that the person really like yeah. made, it must be a huge effort still you know you need to be super dedicated you need to know what you want mm -hmm. in order you know to get there and you know <laughs> yeah. there are some actions that you need to take in order to log in with your vpn and things like that it's not as easy as just kind of opening up your laptop yeah. and hitting a button right. and say okay now i'm participating right yeah so it's a certain dedication but what made you decide kind of to, to start 
this like a female founder space yeah especially. it's for women so it's um for women who want to become entrepreneurs but also early stage female entrepreneurs so this is our community and of course men are also welcome to join but our primary target audience are women because you have already heard that there are just 15 percent of female entrepreneurs yeah. out there and comparing to uh, male entrepreneurs and of course female entrepreneurs had to face some very different challenges that male entrepreneurs do right so we help them to grow to overcome that these challenges to keep up the positive mindset to mm. believe in yourself but how did you so in these courses how do you, do you tailor that to this audience right because then i could imagine the content is then a little bit different it's probably not just a course that everyone would watch are you talking about certain issues and challenges as well in these courses that speak to women especially or yeah yeah so our courses are kind of divided in courses which are related to business aspects that you would probably get on also on other online academies. But we also have courses in personal development, which are tackling those inner issues or some issues that are women specific. And what are like issues you would say are really still there? Or what do you see the most with women or kind of what is your whole okay. take on the... On so the... what are, do you mean, is your question, what are the, the most common challenges or what is Exactly, yeah, okay. what are common challenges, exactly. Yeah, so there are a few common challenges. One of the biggest challenges is access to funding. Maybe you have heard it, maybe some other people have heard that. No, maybe you can feel free to throw in some numbers because yeah. I think it needs to be okay. really public right. because and it's really a, an issue, right? And recently, I even, I even read an article which says that due to Corona, the funding for female entrepreneurs dropped even more. So it was raising slightly and then it dropped again to the level of, of 2017, I think. Wow. So through through female Corona. entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, because, well, at least in this article, it was said that investors tend to invest in less risky things. So and also in their like in their network, you mm. know, and in founders, entrepreneurs who have like a longer track record, probably that they could be more sure that it's going to bring them some profit. What's right. their main? What, what are their main? I would. But really... it was the article. So I. OK, interesting to me, like. But I think it could be um, true, yeah. Why would you think for them is investing in a female-led team or a female team more risky than a male team? Because it can't be experience, right? Yeah, I cannot look actually at the minds of investors, sure, sure. unfortunately. No, but just based on your uh, kind of... Yeah, that's very absurd, actually. Uh, by the way, because there's been a lot of studies, a lot of statistics that shows that female entrepreneurs are as good as male entrepreneurs and that they even perform better. There are lots of statistics and not just from one source, but from many sources that confirm that in many aspects. But unfortunately, I think there is also a huge uh, disbalance in the um, VC and venture capital and, um, you know, investment sphere. So there are right. really very little number of female business angels. So I think it's like 2% at all. That's it's really just 2%. Low. That's, That's very low. low. Yeah. So it actually starts from the top. As with all and issues you... or challenges, it starts at the top. So there's not enough females in these VC positions, angel yeah. investing 
that can actually then have an eye or perspective on that that's different yeah. from the male. Yeah, I can always understand in person, but I can see that maybe male investors have some different interests or they come from different backgrounds. They have different expertise. Of course, they want to invest in the companies where they have their expertise, right? Which what they understand. Yeah, right? like yeah. what they understand. But often it happens that there are a lot and lot of companies being founded this time in femtech sector. So technologies or startups related to female health and in a wider sphere and wider perspective. Yeah. And uh, of course, I can imagine if you have to pitch to men and great suits who are in their 50s and they never ever had anything to do before with uh, women. I don't know, maybe their moms were always sitting at home and their wives are still at home they don't have the connection they don't they, they don't understand they, they don't, don't understand. have the connection yeah especially if they're a little bit from an other generation right because nowadays i would assume at least men are a little bit more involved from a newer generation and yeah definitely know yeah. a little bit more about all of that but still not the same as actually being a female and experiencing these kinds of things, right? So it makes perfect sense that they're not able to judge these business ideas, right? Startup ideas. Yeah. But would you think, would you say it's only in that kind of sense, these types of businesses or other business types as well, where you would think it's a difference between if a male presents this kind of business idea, it can be this, you know, and a female presents the same one, they still go with the male person a little bit more. You know, not specific ones, but just a broad kind of technology idea. Would you experience that? Is that also an issue? Let me think about this. Okay, you're talking about that you have, I don't know, a pitching session. You have male and female because founders. I could, right, because I can understand if it's for like femtech startups, yeah. right? They don't understand the product. Yeah, but yeah. If it's something that's not specific right to male or female okay but if it should be, be even right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even for these kinds of businesses well there are different articles out there different stories that uh, show up discrimination also in this kind of sphere and um, maybe i don't know if it's more cliche i don't really like to speaking about the cliche i'm always trying to avoid <laughs> that and be more open-minded but yeah maybe also due to upbringing i don't know maybe candidates could be more aggressive in yeah. how they sell things right right these kinds of things yeah. yeah okay i understand so you experienced these kinds of things while you were working in switzerland or was that just an issue i, I actually general? i actually there, i experienced some discrimination which i was not aware while working there Oh, I was really? not aware of that. Yeah. Just in just afterwards, you you kind no, of no. When I was it? working there, but I I actually started realizing this afterwards, and that there was me and another guy who was working at the same time in the company, and we weren't the kind of on the same level. We you know we just graduated masters and things like that, but his wage was way more higher than mine. Wow. Way more higher. I don't know. Yeah. Make. A lot. A lot of hire, yeah. So you, you saw that. And for me, I even didn't think of asking, why is that? I wasn't in that state, you know? I didn't have this awareness. And also it's it just came later. Courage, right? Yeah. As well. I mean, you're just starting out. You're yeah, you're just happy to get some payment, you know, some salary. You're and just if it's still a good out. salary yeah. from your perspective, you're like, yeah, that's fine. But then you see what other people make that actually on the same level than you. Yeah. 
That's crazy. There's probably no real argument there as well. I mean, not to justify a high difference between wages, right? I mean, uh, I think there's still, I think, 20 or 30 percent um, um, wage disparity uh, between male and uh, female. When did you start? When I started, it wasn't a very smooth road. <laughs> so I started <laughs> 2013 and, um, well, I left my job and then I was, I took a little bit of time off to travel. And then suddenly... I was sitting there and talking to my friend about a business idea. And then I started growing and I said, yeah, I shall try it. You're right. If not now, then when? And I don't want right. to be as my friend. I had some friends who were like 40s, but they were still very young, you know, and how they acted. Yeah. But I always had to hear from them how they complained that... Oh, you know, oh, this, I should have thought, you know, I had that similar idea five years ago, seven years ago, really? you know, and now it's really booming. Why, you know, I should have done that. I should have started it. Like regrets. Yeah, yeah, regrets. And there is a very great quote from, well, I forgot who's the author of the quote. I'm sorry about that. But in this quote, it was like this. I read a book. So I was at that time, I was reading lots of books. Mm -hmm. And I read a very inspiring book. And I think that this quote really stuck with me. And it said, I don't want to regret something that I haven't done when I grew older. I'd rather regret something that I have done. I've heard this quote before. Yeah. I like it as well. I love it so much. I don't know who said it either, but I know this quote. Yeah. And it and speaks it, to me as well. Yeah. And it really became like my motto. It, yeah. It, every time that there was something I remembered about that quote in the always gave me power, always inspired me to go further. Yeah, that's cool because I think this quote, you can use it for all situations. Yeah. Private and yeah. business related, yeah, right? Oh, if definitely. you scared to do something, I don't know, ask out a girl if you're like 16 or something. Yeah. yeah. You, you might regret never asking the girl out later, that's right? That's true. Rather than just asking and maybe getting... Getting no, that's getting okay. Getting a no, right? Yeah. And it maybe pre prepares you for, for later as well, uh, yeah. get, getting a no. Yeah, but we're so much afraid to get this no, yes, you know. Yes, that's true. And uh, you, as entrepreneur, you learn to be okay to be with no. <laughs> so that was, is that one of your biggest learnings, to, to be okay with a no and kind of handle that? And, yeah. And see the things you could change rather than the negative kind yeah, of? Yeah, I really, I really became more confident and, of course, yeah. I've... Um, No is just a no. I, I have a quote from another female founder. As a female founder, she said, now we have no, but we can always get a yes, you know. Yeah, there is in some time and probably in some time in the future, you can always get a yes. So it's not an indication to stop. Eventually, there's going to be a yes down yeah. the road, right? Yeah. It's just an, another try, 50-50. Uh, yeah, how was that? You know, the founder of Indiegogo? The biggest crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. The biggest crowdfunding uh, platform. Right. Another yeah. campaign. Yeah. 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 And um, well, I read the story, and uh, one of the founders is also a female, and she was speaking about her experience of fundraising, so getting investors. And what she said in one of her interviews that she was, or her idea was rejected 90 times. 90 times. 90 times. Nine zero, so ninety wow. times. But um, then ninety <laughs> one, they get there. Yes, that's motivation. <laughs> But how long did it take you to get this idea on the road? Like, how many knows did you get? Hopefully, not ninety. Hopefully, it was a little less no, than that. Of course, yeah. So I started. So getting back there, I started working on my first business idea, which was all good. But with the time, it turned out 
that we were three or four people and it turned out that the rest of the people didn't want to make this you know you work in the business area you work work you know you you do your yeah. projects you meet people you speak to people but then you come to the point when you need to make a decision do i want to do it seriously or <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> it's like this, you know this, this, the road it takes like Left or right? Yeah. Is yes it something no? I'm serious about or um, it's just something for fun, you know, and I'm bored of my job? Yeah. <laughs> and um, unfortunately for the rest of the team, it was too difficult to make this step into insecurity because it yeah. would mean if you want to do it more serious, then you have to deal with insecurity. That means that you would probably won't be able to have your stable paycheck every month True. Uh, you won't be able to go to holidays you know for a longer time you have to minimize your spendings <laughs> <laughs> less less eating out and less uh, eating, eating out definitely <laughs> yeah what's your number one uh, food that you had during the, those times when you weren't able to eat out as much like what was your eating mostly <laughs> <laughs> like these yum brand kind of ramen noodles or uh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I I actually love uh, pretty much simple food. So yeah, you don't need fancy stuff anyway. You no, know, I yeah. uh, I'm, I'm pretty much okay with just a normal general right. food. And uh, I think if you eat consciously, you can it tastes um, also good as right. as good as some good stuff. You know, some really good prepared things in the restaurant. You know, that looks good on your plate and things <laughs> like that. Instagram kind of stuff. <laughs> So when you got started, like, how long did it take you to go to a, get to a point where you were like, okay, now it's really, I'm at the point where this really seems to work. I've made an investment. It's been up and down. Yeah. Now I'm at the point where it works. And I would also like to know if there's special, if you received help from people and what, what kind of help you received, yeah. because also that I think it's difficult to ask for help. I'm also a person that... Oh, yeah. That, that was one of the, my issues that yeah. I have to overcome with myself personally. Right. But what I love, especially about entrepreneurship, is that through entrepreneurship, I actually got to know myself better. Yeah. And because like when you're an entrepreneur, you have not every day, but most of the time you have to get out of your comfort zone, right? You have to challenge yourself all of the time. And with this, you can grow very fast. Of course, if you're able to reflect... It's very important to be able to reflect on things. And what was your biggest, who was your biggest help in these years? Like, do you remember or when you say, okay, I couldn't have done it without these people? I think the biggest help was the emotional support of my partner. Yeah. Yeah, I think because, you know, this is the closest person you have on your side right. and you meet this person every day and uh, probably he can tell you a lot about my bad days, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would and, take uh, a, lo a long, it would fill a, a many hours of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, always when I had my bad days, you know, something unexpected happened. He always supported me and he'd mm. say, hey, you have to just believe in yourself and, you know, go further and nothing can happen. Yeah, that's great. They have someone that supports you there because, yeah, it can get tough. Right? Yeah, yeah, and of course. You have yeah. these insecurities yeah. and you don't have a stable income. Yeah, and of know. course, I met some very good people who are also entrepreneurs or freelancers or they have their coaching business. Right. And um, 
yeah, sometimes when I have also challenging situations, I I can text them, <laughs> you know, share. Cool. So you share still have that relationship with some people where you can just text yeah. them, send them an email and yeah, hey, I'm so struggling with this. And yeah, so it's good to have a network, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some people who are probably going through the same also yeah. like self-employed is yourself so they can reflect or help you out or just say some good words to motivate you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it's also important to get out of your bubble, right? And talk yeah. with, speak with other people because then you get outside and you meet people that are struggling as well and have the same challenges. Yeah. What were some of your highlights where you said, okay, this is definitely a milestone? Because by the way, I've seen the platform and I think it's really, really good. Yeah, like I think we're really jumping high from quality. question to question. Yeah, okay. Right, well, no, I know we're skipping questions right <laughs> now. Because I was like focusing yeah. on no, answering no. the answer. <laughs> sorry. I was focusing to answer your question before, yeah. but then we're going this way. That's okay. No, I'm just Let's interested like because this. I just wanted to... Because um, I think we didn't finish about... Uh, there was a oh, yeah, story didn't. about the entrepreneurial story when there was a, the click or something. That oh, yeah. <laughs> we we completely landed questions. somewhere else. <laughs> not back. I, so, I didn't get back on Track. I can I can tell you. Let me summarize All it. Right. So it's kind kind of covered. So the people wonder. So what was actually in the middle then? <laughs> <laughs> so my first startup failed because of the team. So the rest of the team didn't okay. want to face the insecurities. So I was then alone, and uh, I I didn't have the job by that time. And I was in Switzerland. And Switzerland was too expensive for me to stay there. So I went That's to true. Berlin. <laughs> Good idea. And Berlin was at that time my partner actually. And I started to um, sing around here and um, so the first business idea wasn't connected in any case with women but then when I came to Berlin I started going to different events and different meetups and I saw there were very few women right and when I would talk to them they would say oh I might have an idea but I'm not very sure so and then I started to organize those meetups just maybe to find to join a startup team or you know come up with some new idea and okay. things like that so was your idea to meet people and work on your like you were yeah. using that for yeah for, i was just yeah. meeting me and say hey let's go get together a few people maybe a few women let's have a chat and things cool. like that yeah. and then suddenly started growing and it started become professional and it was so I, i'm doing it already six years so back that time there were very few networks for female entrepreneurs available but these times um i think more people realizing that there is a problem and There is much more networks in this topic these days. By that time, there were very few. And um, I also realized, based on my first failed story, that in order to be a business owner, right, it's important to have your entrepreneur mindset. The skills are not important because by that time, when I first started up, in my first startup, we all had super duper skills. We were super duper educated, where we didn't have that entrepreneurial mindset. Just a short a question there. What kind of startup was the first one? Did you mention that already? I don't really remember anymore in detail. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. You erased it from your memory. Yeah, I think I erased it a little bit. But there was also somehow connected with the activities I did in my job. In Switzerland? In Switzerland. Yeah. Also with business consulting, something in that sphere. Right. But I cannot tell you more anymore in details because it was such a long time ago. Yeah. I can imagine. You realize so we skills had, were not, not, a, not the problem. No, because you can always learn them if you want, if you're yeah. willing, right? If you have right. a vision, if you have the passion, you know, you don't know something, you learn it. <laughs> True. And then you go further, right? right? 
Yeah, what was missing? Like, were the missing things you realized, like, instead of skills? Yeah, so this really that that entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. It's the so entrepreneurial mindset is kind of a combination of inner qualities, mm. right? Which is, for example, perseverance, strong vision, a passion, right? Willingness to learn, willingness to to face uncertainty, ability to learn from failures fast and don't get stuck into you know in your failure and uh, getting this victim role. Kind of get back on your feet. Yeah. All right. So then, so that it became the foundation actually for right. the female founder space back that time. And did you look for a team then in these meetups, or did you? Well, I, I found your... I found the team in that meet through meeting those people. Yeah, and it went very fast. It started growing very fast. It was very interesting for me. I felt like here I feel like I can make an impact. I can really change something, mm. right? But I have also skills to do that, right? It kind of all of this matched together. So I started working on that. Yeah, I had some co-founder breakups. <laughs> After, right. in a year so also some failures that we made so there were also things that didn't really go well yeah yeah many and things <laughs> many things of course you, you mentioned that you could fill a lot of hours with that yeah. but um maybe then circling back so eventually you did get this whole company started so what was the first product or what was the main business idea so then actually this digital platform is very new Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So before the main activities were focused on organizing live events and live workshops. So we charged. Okay. So we sold the tickets. So it's like more like an event. Yeah. Event workshop, yeah. education. Right. But then, of course, I was doing it three years or four years and I, I noticed that's, of course, not a scalable business model to do. <laughs> <laughs> So it was fun, but it's not scalable. Yeah, okay. yeah I, of course, it was good. But, you know, I want to uh, grow bigger to reach more people. And then, of course, the answer was, yeah, you need a membership. And, of course, you can use your skills, your experience base, your skills, your experience from the live events and put it all digital. That's when you came up with the with the membership platform, with yeah. the courses, right? So, and it was before the corona, actually. <laughs> Oh, that, that's how new it is? So that's when Yeah, so finished. one year ago, I made a decision. I don't know, it was August 2019. <laughs> I said, well, I had this idea always in my head, yeah. you know, and I think this is time. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm going to build it and I'm going to see what will happen with this. So, well, that came in, it was a timely decision, right? Because then Corona comes along and you're not able to do these in-person yeah, workshops I, I anymore, Yeah, I didn't know. Right? Yeah, I didn't know about so, that. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't know anything? No, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I really so didn't that... know that Corona will come. So <laughs> it was also for me very unexpected. Yeah, yeah. But I started working on the platform then in September 2019. And when Corona hit, we were in very hot phase of development. Hmm. And uh, I think, whoa, that was actually a good decision to do that, right? Yeah. Back that time. Yeah, because um, I don't think we can host any proper events uh, this year or even next year. Yeah, so it all works on the, on the platform now. Yeah. So how did you go about 
creating these courses then these workshops online yeah so i had to of course this whole platform everything is bootstrap self-financed okay self-built <laughs> wow yeah everything i i supported it from my i have still some freelance teaching positions that mm -hmm. i have yeah that do not require that much time and uh, by the way i didn't mention that 2017 so only three years ago i self-published a book with one of the female entrepreneurs right and uh, so it was also going very well so that sold very well the book yeah it was selling very well cool. so yeah Okay, and you published that in 2017? Yeah, yeah. And it's called The Female Founders Book? It's called Book? The Female Founders Book, yeah. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately, currently, it's not very clear if we will republish this book again. Okay, so there was the idea to, to do a second edition? Yeah, yeah, but I think that this time I'm experiencing another co-founder breakup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned. If we need to agree on the copyrights and then see if this book can live further, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that really worked out for you as well with the book and yeah. it helped you finance Yeah, it was very interesting because actually the I pre-financed the book by organizing events. Okay. And then the book and some <laughs> other activities helped me with building the uh, online academy. So it's very, it's very smart entrepreneurial uh, skills there to do that. Cool. So that kind of helped you finance the courses and then you got experts. You found experts online or in... Yeah, well, you know, and... well, my, my work is very community-based, right? right? I have a big network. I have that I've built up during all these years and um, it wasn't a big problem for me to find the people good for me <laughs> of course yeah yeah so you have a network what we did what I did I just basically uh, prepared some information background information for people and I said I'm gonna just do a call for experts you know share my social media share everywhere and let's see what comes back <laughs> and what came back uh, within uh, one week we had uh, 80 applications 80. 80 applications. Wow. But then it grew, of course. I think at the end we had 150 or something like that. Okay, crazy. And then you, you, you selected from these 80. Yeah, yeah. I needed to, of course, we looked the people up, researched them, what yeah. they do. Uh, you know, they had to tell us what kind of skills they have, what they want to speak about. And, you know, based on that, we matched them with the courses. Mm. And um, So you created the concepts of these courses? So we did create the concepts. So we created the whole structure for the courses. And uh, we fitted the experts in lessons. So we have courses, and in one course we have several experts. Ah, okay. You know, so we have in, um, in a, yeah, not just one, but several experts. But I think it turned out very good, yeah, because you have different characters, and it still fits together. It still makes sense. So it's a certain topic, and all these experts share different perspectives and skills around that topic, or yes. But we also, you know, we took a lot of time to think through the uh, the courses, really. Yeah. We, it was something very serious for us and we wanted to do the best. And of course, it was important to have it like a real course that everything fits together. It's not like random things <laughs> thrown <laughs> up in one pot, but so that you really have like kind of structure and yeah. one idea flows into another idea and things like that. And it has the conclusion and some worksheet. So, you know. Cool. So it's really proper, like, Like everything you would get from a real, like almost a college kind of yeah, course, right? Yeah, but more practical. More it's practical, practical because really the people who we interviewed, who are experts in these courses, 
they are coaches, they mm -hmm. are entrepreneurs themselves, and we have also some professionals who work in um, startup-related fields. But they're not all females, or are they all females? Or Well, most of them are women. And uh, of course, I would love to have more male experts, male candidates for the interviews, but we didn't have so many, but we have few. Okay. Yeah, definitely. When I did the call for expert, I said, yeah, men and women can apply. Can all apply. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, so it's open for everyone. Yeah. 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 And how can you participate in this membership? So you go to the website and is there like a trial or? Yeah, yeah. So we have a seven day trial. Mm -hmm. So on this time you can test it, you can take whatever courses you want. So it's open, everything is... Yeah. yeah, and after seven day trial, you have to decide if you want to stay with us or I don't know. And what are the options? Like, do you have multiple options for pricing or is it just... Well, you know, this is a very new product. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we work on it very intensively one year. And after a launch, I actually <laughs> fell down in such a big hole emotionally because it oh. was a lot. You know, it was really yeah. like intense year with... I think at the end, it turned out that we, I counted, we had like 40 people working. Wow. I had, I had to manage 40 people. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was launched, and I, I just wanted to have simple product, not overthink, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, actually, in the last moment, we had to, <laughs> in the last moment, we were even uploading all the videos to the, to the platform, and uh, there was a lot of work, and it was very intense, you know, you know everything last minute. And... So like a proper startup, right? Really, <laughs> yeah. Hustle yeah, and, and um, you know, well, I'm going to try that out, and I'm going to see, you know, um, making it lean, you know, like a lean startup. Yeah. And I think um, this is the first membership. So this is the first um, offer that we created. And I think this is not the final one. Right. And, um, it will grow and yeah, it and I'm, I'm still learning about the pricing myself. So now I'm a new stage. The product is there. Now I need to market the product. I need to deliver the message to the crowd, you know, to make them understand what it is about. So this is like yeah. your next step now. Now you right. go out, you, you yeah. do the selling part. Yeah. The yeah. part that you said you have to still improve. A yeah, little bit I need some improved still things on the right. some things on the platform. Like we didn't when we were launching, we didn't have any any like a setup welcome message or something like that. So we were, oh well, you people join with they need some welcoming yeah. and you know some help at the beginning. So we're still setting up things like that. Right. And you know, in the profile like in the inside you can have like a re it's like a real network with profiles like you would know it from facebook collecting oh, so okay. besides the courses like you can have community you can network you can join the groups you cool. can interact you can follow people so there are some things that we want to improve and of course i don't think this is the final package and i have had some further ideas that how i can improve it and maybe make some um, uh, mentorship or like some curated right. group work you know that could be another level i'm not a big company i don't have investors so that's why it takes a bit longer but i'm experimenting and i'm i'm seeing uh, like an experiment let's see how the people react react and i already had some few calls with one of the first members and i really asked them about the feedback and cool yeah. so like try and error thing and getting yeah. feedback and improving along the way yeah yeah so maybe if you want to check it out um like where do you have to go to check out your courses and start the trial maybe for the people out there who are now intrigued and want to find out more about these courses yeah sure so you can go to our website 
it's femalefounderspace.com and uh, you can click on the join button right. and see there is everything is described there. But there also you can have a look what courses we offer. Currently, we have 18 courses. That's quite a lot already. Yeah. We cool. still have two courses in the pipeline, but I think I'm going to postpone the development and focus more on, on sales and improving the product. Yeah. And getting this out there. Enough of creating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have to face the fear now yeah. and, and sell. Well, um, I thank you so much for your time. I know that you have a super busy schedule uh, with the platform growing and people coming to the platform and everything around it. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us a little bit about your business and your story. And yeah, thanks. Thanks really for, for being here at, for this interview. Thank you, Tim, for invitation. I really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, I you did know, too well. <laughs> I the way too. you prepared that, the way you did it, it was very, uh, very comfortable. And I feel myself very good. Well, I'm happy about this. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. I did too. I think we all learned a lot about this industry and things that have to change and improve. And it's really cool that you tackle this challenge. And I really wish you all the best with it. And I'm really excited to see the network grow, the community and the platform. And um, yeah, everybody out there, check out femalefounderspace.com and sign up for the trial. Thanks Val for your time and yeah, good luck. Thank you. Thank you everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.